Welcome to the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. I'm John Tesh, along with Connie Selica and Gib Gerard. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing? We're getting some good tweets. People are tweeting saying they're enjoying the show. Oh, we, good. We enjoy doing it. Uh, you enjoy it a lot. I like, I, I just, you know, I'm so used to doing the radio, which is if you go over two minutes, we start getting emails from all 300 of our radio stations. And saying, also you're alone in the studio when you're doing the radio show. I you am. like bringing us in. I'm I do. Sometimes. I like having, I think you guys are really smart. And I think people who are listening to this right now are going to stop talking about yourselves. <laughs> but but we've gotten a good, a good response to this series we've been doing, the uh, Titans of Healing, because we are, for a number of reasons, we are all three of us so into uh, doing the latest stuff for, for healing, including the ketogenic diet ketogenic diet that we were always talking Which about. Which is insane. And we're always um, testing our blood. I, I went to a Whole Foods and there was one guy in there who was keto and he was uh, he was so excited that he had a keto friend because nobody does this diet. We haven't found a lot of people no. who understand it. They no. look at us very strangely when we ask for butter in our coffee. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and it's, it's a strange thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things we were debating before we uh, went on uh, on the air here on the podcast was you know, when you're starting a a diet that is all about, um, you know, uh, intermittent fasting or a lack of food or you know different types of food. You're always worried about your breath, uh-huh. and so um, I mean, how many you times have the, it, Connie, you have the worst fasting breath of any <laughs> wow. human being on the planet. Oh my that's not, gosh, no, that's not being is, mean. That's it just, is being mean. That's You're obje- telling everybody that's that I objective have- fact. You have some terrible fasting breath, and you fast a lot for nutritional reasons and yes. for religious reasons, and so. You, I smell that fasting breath kind of more often than I would smell other people's fasting breath. So I have a big sample set. Now, when we got into ketosis, it's the same thing as fasting. You have these ketone acetones that come in your breath and make it smell like you just cleaned filthy <laughs> fingernail polish off. Oh my fingernail gosh, remover. it's terrible. Yeah, that's what it smells like. It's, it's, it's fingernail terrible. polish remover mixed with like decaying food. You know, that's oh what your breath smells like. not that bad. But so that's what my breath smelled like. And now we were just talking about how it's kind of starting to go away. Yeah, well, that's what they say. If you can stay in ketosis, you don't have the acetone coming back up over and over again. But Dr. Katz says that it's not coming from our stomachs anyway. He says it's not coming from our digestive. Now, Dr. Harold Katz, uh, thank you, Connie. It was a nice little segue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as the bad breath guru, says one of the biggest misconceptions people have about smelly breath is that the odor is coming from the stomach. I used to think that, right? Uh, or deep in our gut. Right. Uh, if you have an upset stomach, your breath doesn't smell so sweet. Yes, we've yeah, been told. So, but I think it's overall health that comes out. Well, we'll hear what the doctor has to say, but I think, I think stuff comes into your mouth, even if it's not coming directly from your stomach, those chemicals are in your saliva and your body. Here is the doctor. Bad, a bad breath say. guru. One thing I want to make clear is the bacteria that create bad breath are oral bacteria, and they are supposed to be there. They actually uh, have a function, uh, which is to break down proteins and foods that we eat so that when we swallow, uh, they're much more easily digested in the stomach and in the colon. Now, people always say, well, I must have a colon problem if I have this very foul <laughs> smell. That's totally untrue. Uh, there are muscles which line your esophagus that prevent those odors from escaping. The production of all those foul smells are happening in the back of the tongue, throat, and in the tonsils. Now, in some people who have large tonsils, they get a condition called tonsil stones. Uh, they're white little globs that get stuck in the tonsils. And people uh, sort of feel that something's coming up from their stomach when they cough these things out. Again, almost 99.9% of bad breath is coming from the mouth, uh, back of the tongue, throat, and tonsils. Uh, nothing is escaping from your stomach. You would know that that would happen uh, because you'd be constantly throwing up. Oh, gosh, colon you. breath. You have colon <laughs> breath. Well, I think, colon I think that's why I associate bad breath with coming from your stomach because you have colon breath. Oh, my gosh. Ow, ow, ow. 
Oh my gosh. I, I'm this is sorry. This, yeah, is this is offensive. Ter- that's really terrible. Yeah, well, people are going to be on your site. Honey. People, I know I should defend you, but he's bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, uh, it's good to know that what you're eating doesn't matter, but you know what I got? He talked hey. about the, the bacteria yeah. on the tongue. I got a copper tongue scraper. Oh my gosh. You just reason. want stuff. You're like me. You just want stuff to come from Amazon. I absolutely do. And that was like a $3 thing. So I got it. It was a <laughs> copper tongue scraper, and I scrape all the bacteria off my tongue, and it is. Uh, I do it makes too, my but mine's is plastic. Well, I'm better because mine's copper. What is the copper to? Right. The cop well, so the copper reacts with bacteria, it reacts with organic compounds, and it, and it kills bacteria. It's got an antiseptic quality. Is it on your it. tongue that long while you're scraping well, that it's going to do that? It's on it long enough. That's the thing. But he, to his point, all the bacteria is in the mouth. So I floss and brush regularly. But even the, th- the acetone thing, the us eating these ketone diets and fasting, our breath clearly smells from that. So there's got to be some sort of chemical that comes into your saliva that, that if you eat a lot of garlic, that sits in your mouth and gives you garlic breath. So the takeaway from this is make sure that you're hydrated. Make sure that you have you know a lot of saliva going, and, and sugarless gum can help with that too. And also, hey, listen, the reason I'm going to jump in here, the reason a copper uh, a scraper is good is because you probably know from just from all the research that we do that, that pennies – that you can't get sick from a penny because the copper is, is uh, antimicrobial. See? Right. Zinc, yeah. So all that's why my... All of the coins because the... No, yes. not... Zinc is not... A, well, okay. Well. So, speaking, so speaking of what's going on uh, down there in the, in, in the belly, uh, Dr., Dr. Taz, a friend of Connie's, Dr. Tazneem Batia, uh, she wrote this book called The 21-Day Belly Fix. Now, she, I, I love this because I actually saw this. I don't, I don't normally read these uh, magazines, but it was, I think it was uh, National Enquirer or something like that. And they had the thing like, the miracle diet is just drink vinegar. Well, there's actually something to that. So she says one of the best ways to get our digestive health back on track is to have a daily dose of apple cider vinegar. Which is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah you've been doing it for years, I know. I know right. Yeah. But let's listen to how, why it works. Oh, you always want to have the doctor. You don't <laughs> want to hear me. Hold on a second. Let me just push this button. Dr. Taz. So apple cider vinegar in particular over the other vinegars, the balsamics, the, the red wine vinegars, all those other ones. What the research is showing is that apple cider vinegar in particular can really help to shift the pH of your system. Like we want your stomach to be acidic, but we want the rest of your body to be more alkaline. So it helps in shifting that pH to a more alkaline pH overall, but a more acidic pH in the stomach. In addition to that, there are studies that I find very interesting that are showing that apple cider vinegar helps to flush the liver and help with gallbladder kind of uh, flushing as well, you know, helping metabolize the fats that run through the gallbladder. And all of those are a part of your digestive system. So together, those are important things that need to happen consistently. So it's a great, easy, cheap home remedy that everybody can do every day to kind of begin the process of shifting their pH, improving detoxification, and flushing their liver and gallbladder. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's great. I mean, you've been doing you've been after this for years. You love this. I do. Yeah. But you know what I'm also after? I'm also after finishing the story about the money because we just had the story about money not carrying germs, coins not carrying germs. It's not, not because it's copper. Not it's a because it's a hard surface. Because it's a hard Oh, is that surface. right? I thought it was yes. a copper. Oh, was any argument the paper money doesn't carry it because it's got, it, well, whatever. Anyway. This is the apple cider vinegar is is great for you. We've been taking it for years. You take it, and what do you? How do you? You just put it in the glass, and you. I take a shot glass. Yeah, you got to be careful with that because I fried my vocal cords once by by taking the vinegar straight. The the, the recommendation is that you dilute it a little bit, and you still get the same effect. Right. I don't. I just take it. I just I I take it straight too. I know a lot of people. You can actually. I've gotten this thing at uh, at Whole Foods that had it's apple cider vinegar pre mixed with honey. And, you, and I just drink that. You actually I, went into a store? How come it didn't come to your house? I know, right? Yeah. I, well, sometimes yeah. I have to go find new products. 
and so I, I've, I've had that, and that was really good. And, but you're and not having way, honey anymore. I'm not having honey anymore, but the, uh, but the apple cider vinegar, it literally makes you feel healthier the minute you start drinking. Well, I mean, there's a theme here to this podcast. We're always talking about the gut health and the microbiome, and that if you can keep your, you know, if you can keep your, your, uh, your stomach uh, in good shape with probiotics, it's going to change everything. You're going to sleep better. You're gonna die. You're gonna be regular. You know all all of that stuff. Um, so, Doctor Doctor Taz, by the way, if you want to reach Doctor Taz, uh, Connie, it's Doctor uh, Doctor Taz dot com. You spell out spell out Doctor D O C T O R. Right, right. right. Um, and you you were just mentioning uh, the other day that uh, when when Gib comes to work, he needs to, uh, He's to wear a mask. Always sick, and I understand it's because so he has three kids. children. Right. I don't have yes. a choice. I, there yes. are the amount of germs that come through my house on a regular basis. I am sick. I have what my my youngest. He puts his hands on everything and then into his mouth. My three year old. She sucks her thumb. There is always a germ petri dish in yes, my home, breathing on my face. But you have to take those germs and leave them in the sink before you touch your face. They're touching their faces and they're getting. But you touch them and then you can't touch your face. It's not me touching my face. They literally sneeze into my mouth. <laughs> like that. There's no <laughs> intermediary. Cute. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> so, Doctor Taz. Let's listen to Dr. Taz about germs in the, in the workplace. That would be our house because we work in the house, all three of us. Well, it seems like everyone is sick, and it's really hard not to get sick. But when you're going into the workplace, there are a couple of things you can do to keep yourself well. And one of the things that you know, I'll even do in our workplace is as soon as I walk in, I will wipe down the computer keyboard, the phone, the pens, you know, the doorknobs, some of the places that oh I gosh. frequent because that's often where germs will live, even flu particles will live anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. The second thing you may want to do is anytime you eat, make sure you wash your hands. That's the number one prevention from getting the cold or the flu. And probably my third thing is just kind of keep your hands away from your face, from your nose, yeah, from your eyes, yeah, from yeah, your yeah. mouth. That's the way those germs will enter your system and be guaranteed to make you sick. I, I, I know that the germs in my face is what makes me sick. I, the, the idea, though, of walking into a room... Howie Mandel style, <laughs> Wait, and, 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 and taking a thing. And I want my body services. Like, I'm, I'm going to stay in a hotel room this week. I'm not going to go in with bleach and like bleach. Well, he, the goes desk. With, he goes in with a black light. I know he goes yeah, in with a black light, yeah. which is just you're just setting yourself up for having a bad night if you go in, if you're doing Uh-oh. that. So where are the germ hotspots, Doctor Taz? The dirtiest areas of the office, ironically, are not the bathroom, which is what most people suspect, but they're actually the break room. The break room with its refrigerator handles, you know, the coffee pot handles, the microwave handles. That's where everybody in the office will often frequent, and that's a place where you can easily catch the cold or flu if you're not wiping them down or again washing your hands. The other interesting fact is that men's offices are much dirtier than women's offices. Oh. In fact, we found that they're 20% dirtier in comparison to women's offices. So if you're a man listening to this, wipe everything down, wash your hands. And if you're a woman working in a man's office, then just be careful that you don't get sick. Don't touch any men. <laughs> That's just good advice. Uh, the, the, the thing, again, like, I, so I hate being sick. So I to- and I totally get this. And I get sick a lot. Um, and I have allergies and what happens is my allergies happen. And so I start touching my face from the allergies and then that makes me get sick. So one of the things I do is I take, I take a little Sudafed as soon as my allergies start to kick in and it helps me bring that down. 
But at a certain point, aren't the germs winning if you're spending this much time wiping all your surfaces down? If like when you get in the mor- when you get into work in the morning, you're wiping down your pens. This is not a lacrosse game. It's not like who wins. It's who but you, you just don't want to be sick. Fight back. You don't want to be sick, so you yeah. have to fight back. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the other thing, though. Don't though, let that, them win. Gabe. I think I think I know this to be true. I think I know this to be, is that you know if, if you have allergies, right? Yeah. and you have a lot of mucus. That's a breeding ground yeah. for, for germs. Well, so. that's again. That's right. so. I I, I realized. I realized about uh, about two years ago. I realized that part of my cycle is I start to get a little bit. I start to get like a little allergic, and then I start w- wiping my face a lot more, and then I almost always get sick right after that. So I started taking and keeping Sudafed with me, so that in the moment that I get really allergic, I take it. And that has actually cut down on the number of times I've gotten sick. Because it's cutting down on the amount of mucus that you're building up. And the amount that I'm, like, I can't help it. Uh, For anybody else that's an allergy sufferer who has environmental allergies can back me up on this. But when when my allergies strike, there's literally, I mean, I can't help but touch my face. My whole face feels like it's draining out of my nose. It feels awful. And Sudafed actually helps me with that or any kind of, I mean, serious, serious anti-mucus thing. All right. And you know, mucus (laughs) is making your breath smell too. Okay. So, way, way to bring it back full circle. Those of you who are driving, this is the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. Actually, and this is the Mucus Report. Hey, our next guest, uh, we're in the middle of the titans of uh, healing. Uh, these are the experts that we have connection to on our on our program and our business. And our next guest is internist and nutrition specialist, uh, one of Connie's favorites, Dr. Melina Jampolis. Uh, and you can find her, her book is called The Doctor on Demand Diet. She's at uh, Dr. Melina, M-E-L-I-N-A.com. So she talks in the book um, about how simple lifestyle changes can help us slim down. That includes building what she calls a, a better kitchen. Yeah. So, so Connie asked her to share some of the ways our own kitchen can help us lose weight. Well, building a better kitchen is really key, and it's not that hard. Basically, uh, the few of the key things are you want to increase the variety of the healthier foods and decrease the variety of the less healthy foods and put the less healthy foods out of sight, whether it's putting cookies in a jar that's not a clear jar where you see them every time, putting them higher up in the cabinet, putting them on the lower shelves of the freezer where you don't see them regularly for ice cream. You don't want that constant visual trigger. They did a study with secretaries where they put candy on their desk in a jar that they couldn't see through versus a jar that they could see through and four feet away. And research shows that the farther away and the less visual stimuli that you have for these tempting treats, the less you're going to have them. It really does have a profound effect on behavior. So you really have to factor that in when you're stocking your kitchen for a successful diet. This is so true. Uh, It is is so true. If you have fresh fruit... And you mm-hmm. keep the fruit in the refrigerator. It can rot in our house. It can rot. But as soon as you take it out and cut it up and leave it out on the counter, cut up, it is gone in an hour. Because it starts. Well, part of that is it starts to brown. So if you, if it starts to brown, you throw it away. But yeah, I, no, look, I it agree. gets eaten with. I know. Hour. I eat. I, I look when the fruit is out in the bowl. I definitely eat more of it. But on this this ketogenic thing that we're doing, with which is. Um, no High fruit. fat, low carbs, yeah. and that mean, almost no carbs. So, and it's right. absolutely no processed sugar. You guys have a much easier time with your cravings because in your home there is almost no sugar. In my home, I have kids, and it was just Easter. And, oh yeah, and it's tons of Easter kids. So, so my oldest daughter is eating 
literally my favorite thing, which is a peanut butter chocolate egg. Oh, my and I And so I went, I mean, I went, I'm, we can have all the fat that we want, uh, all the fat, calories and fat. So I actually just made homemade whipped cream with no sugar, mm-hmm. and I ate it straight out of the, <laughs> out of the blender. That's how that's how much I wanted sugar in I that know. moment. I know. Gabe, it's hard. Gabe can always tell when my uh, when my blood sugar is starting to tank and I start to get a little uh, I get hangry, super so hangry. He's been, so he's been making that. Now that we're on this ketogenic thing, he's been making me these uh, these smoothies, which have got um, MCT oil in there yep. and, and and ghee and a bunch of stuff. And then mm-hmm. and then when I need protein, and this is the uh, not to run a commercial here, but this is uh, the, our our partnership with the guys at uh, at SlimFast is such that you know now they've taken uh, the sugar, so much of the sugar that used to be in the product before they uh, before they renovate it, and now you can use that as a as a protein supplement in the in the smoothies, and you love that. Game. I do. They, well, so the they ha- the newer version has uh, more protein and fiber that kind of fits the diets that we talk about on the air a lot which is the importance of protein and fiber in keeping you from being hungry. Yes, yeah, especially fiber. So, so yes, yeah. I, I do make you the smoothies, and I, I definitely use high protein, high fiber. I use SlimFast, a couple of their different products, and it always, it always fills the you know, You know what I didn't know about fiber? I don't, I'm, so, I'm sorry I didn't get this. All the years that we've been doing these shows and, and, and been listening to your show, Connie, is, is that, that fiber helps, helps build up um, your microbiome. You know, your, your, your gut, your, the gut bacteria cannot grow if there's, not, if there's, if there's no fiber there. It's like when it's you know what it's like. It's like when your kid finds a bug outside and puts it in a cup, and you got to put the they got to put the little leaves and sticks that you find outside yes, in the cup so the bug lives. Fiber. That's the fiber. Oh gosh, I had no idea where you were going there. Fiber is so uh, good for uh, us. It actually helps brush brush out cholesterol. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the insoluble fi- mm-hmm. fiber. You know, we'll we'll do that. Uh, so, Con, you and I were talking about this. One of the most frustrating parts of a of a weight loss plan. Um, is when we see immediate results, but then for some reason the scale stops moving. So in plateaus, a mo- right? So in a moment, Dr. Jampolis, J- is, is it Jampolis? I said Jampolis when she was on my show. Okay, all right. So so, so Dr. Jampolis, we apologize. Sorry, yeah, Doc. Uh, the weight loss plateaus can happen even when a diet is working. So we're going to ask her to explain what causes the plateau so you can break through them. So that's coming up in just a few moments here. We spent half of our last podcast talking about the dangers of sitting all day. Sitting is the new smoking. It's its own risk factor, sitting. And uh, I I barely, I don't really even have a desk at this point, but on both of your desks is the Vera desk. It's its its own desk surface that you can lift up. So you can go from a sitting desk to a standing desk. You can go up and down as the day goes on. And I, uh, there are a few things that I am as jealous of as the Vera desk. Because uh, because the idea one. of standing and work is it's just it, it it's so great, but at the same time, I would get tired of standing all day, and that's the nice thing about it. And I've seen whenever we go, whenever we go meet with other companies, whenever we go visit all their all offices, the all of the designers, all of like the hippest people are standing up. They do they have the standing and they have the Veritas, and they go up and down like like the Grand Old Duke of York all day long, up and down, <laughs> up and down. Well, you know, a lot of these play, a lot of these uh, big businesses, uh, corporations, they used to they 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 got the information that oh, you need to stand up, and so they made everybody these these stand, standing desks. Right, but standing all day is not good. Either. Exactly, they created the desk that was high, so they right. stood all day, and they were all exhausted, and they got these higher chairs, and then they were sitting again. And what was happening to me is when I was trying to stand more often, is I was leaning over too far because you know we're all tall and I was hurting my back yeah but now yeah. you can stand up and you can bring your computer 
and your phone or whatever you, you have on your desk, bring it up with you for a period of time. And then when you get tired and you want to sit down, you bring it down. How do you get a very the, desk? The kid? fact that it adjusts that you're able to do it. It's, I know, the fact that I'm able to do it. Well, it means that it's <laughs> yes, easy to do. Right. I, I'll just I say agree. that right now. The fact that you don't call me in every time you have to adjust your desk means that it's Let's easy to do. Let's tell the folks how you get a very So desk all kid. you got to do is go to veridesk.com slash podcast. That's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K.com slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can get models starting for as little as $175. Uh, and, and it's it. That's all you got to do. You go there, get yourself a very desk and a healthier, more productive life is just a few clicks away. Go ahead and get yourself a very desk. So would you guys, would you say that I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, my diet is, is your, our, our diet is ketogenic, right? So for yes. people who don't understand that, and I didn't, you know, uh, months ago, uh, we're basically vegetarians, but we're also eating a lot of, a uh, lot, a lot of uh, saturated fat. So I, I love these guys. 80% at, fat. Right. I love these guys at that Plate That is so much fun. At, at Plate Joy fun, because fun, fun. most of the time you're not going to get the, the the diet that we're on. You're not going to be able to, to to get it. But these guys they actually have um uh a paleo uh plans. They have gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian. Right. Well, and I've I've seen you cook, all right? And I've seen you go into Who the Who are you talking to? You Who are you I've talking seen you cook. And what John does is he goes into the cupboard, he goes into the pantry and he grabs one thing that he thinks he's going to want. And then he kind of grabs a few other things and he puts them into a skillet, and that's that's how he makes it. He, I, I, he, In 1994, yeah. Or 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 he just takes meat and he puts Worcestershire sauce on it and he puts that's it on the grill. True. That's, that's so true. That's it. But but what this does is it gives you everything that you need to make that great meal. I have this ketogenic cookbook. I go through it. And I find these recipes and I look at it and I go, but wait, I don't have three seeds from a lunar vanilla pod. <laughs> oh I got to go to the store and get that. I'm not going to remember. And so with, with the great thing about Plate Joy is you get the whole meal. And they customize you for yeah, your needs. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. So, so if you want to get in on that action, never have to make a shopping list again, never have to go and find lunar vanilla beans, you can go to platejoy.com. You can try 10 days for free. And if you enter code TESH, you get an additional $10 off on your membership. So that's platejoy.com. Offer code TESH. You get 10 days free, $10 off your membership. If you enter the uh, the code TESH at my house, though, nobody will do anything different for me. Just it's, you, know, it's, you know what I mean? I mean, I just, I'm just saying. Like, you I'm want, just, I'm you just want saying, to track the people I, that no, are coming? I, I feel so excited that, that I have a code, you know? But <laughs> but there's like, there's, there's, it wouldn't mean anything. I, I wouldn't get a break in my household with you two people. You know? Does, yeah. that enter, any, does that make any sense? <laughs> Just sense? don't let that be your PIN number on your uh, right, on your right, ATM right. card. It's exactly. easy to figure out. So we were talking uh, about uh, Dr. Uh, Jampolis, Molina, who was talking about weight loss uh, and, and how... plateauing. Right, and plateauing. And um, uh, you see immediate results and you get all excited and then you, and then you plateau. So let's, let's, let's hear what she says about that and uh, she may have a plan to solve it. Well, there's two main causes of weight loss plateaus that I see in my medical practice. And the first is really kind of, I call it the calorie creep. And your portions get slightly larger, or you may be having a snack or two that you weren't having before, and calories just slowly creep up. And the second cause, and this is what's more medically relevant, is you really do get a drop in your metabolism as you go on a diet. Mm. If you lose weight, you're losing fat mass, you're a smaller person, 
you're going to need fewer calories. Plus, there are actually hormonal changes in your body as a response to the weight loss, which may slow your metabolism. So it's very important to be aware of that and, and to have a strategy plan to fight through those plateaus because that is actually a legitimate phenomenon that happens to most dieters and can really derail a dieter because mentally it's so frustrating to think you're doing everything right and not see the scale moving. That's a big, big point for me, the hormone changes. Big point. I could eat whatever I wanted as a young right, woman. Yeah, me and too. then as my hormones yeah. changed and my metabolism slowed down, I had to redirect everything that I put in my mouth. And I feel like this is why they always say the last ten pounds, if you're trying to lose if you're trying to lose weight, the last ten pounds are always the hardest. If you have a goal, yeah. It's because though as you get to those last ten pounds, the, the changes have to be that much bigger because again your metabolism mm-hmm. is slowing down. You're, you're, you require less energy to go, and, and, and again, that calorie creep. Yeah, but for a woman, the hormones play a big part. Okay. Oh, you don't have to tell us that hormones play a big part right now. You're so sad about your hormones. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, we've, we, I'm sad about her hormones, all right? <laughs> yeah, I, 30 you know years you know, you, know, you know what God has done to me is that, you know, as part of my cancer journey that we've talked about before, you know, the treatment, that, in the middle of a treatment I'm in right now, they give you these shots in the stomach, and uh, and it's for lowering your taking your testosterone basically out of your body because testosterone um, ends up growing uh, cancer tumors. So it's called just for a short period of time. Yeah, so it's yeah eight months. So it's called, uh, it, but eight months is a long time for me. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, I'm trying it's, to it's, stay positive. I, no, no, it's great. It's great. I'm just I'm trying to get people to feel sorry for me. But but anyway, uh, what happens? I is, pity you. Don't worry. What happens is you actually go through, and I'm really going to gross people out here. You actually as a man, you actually go through menopause. Mm-hmm. So you know, in those years, you were telling telling me, you know, oh, you know, women, we have a hard time. We have this and that. And this. I, it's not taking me through childbirth, but I do sweat a lot now, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, a little weepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do you I, remember when both of you made fun of me? Yes. Okay. I do. I, I, do. I remember so, when so we had God to put has padding had, on all of the doors because. <laughs> of, because of so God has uh, has done that uh, for me. It's opened opened my eyes. Thank you for renewing my 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 mind, Jesus. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jampolis, uh, she has another comment here about something that I've been very interested in because I I, I was all in on the fitness tracker thing. You got one you know, for all of us. I did, and and Gibbs still I love Gibbs still trackers. uses the fitness tracker. But but the the big question is, and this has come up a lot, is does a fitness tracker you know, really, really help you? Does it help you lose weight? That does it really help you exercise, knowing you know what you're accomplishing on your you know, and seeing it on your wrist? That's a great question, Connie. And I love fitness trackers personally. I think they're really useful for the majority of people um, because they really give you accountability to yourself and, and data. And I think those are two things that people really need. So they're anytime I actually had a patient and she bought a Fitbit and it changed her life. I mean, oh. she really when she started realizing that she. She wasn't taking as many steps during the day as she thought, and she would. I we set out a challenge where I, you know, said I want you to do a thousand more every week until you hit ten thousand. Um, it really helped facilitate her weight loss and just keep her accountable to herself. So especially for people who don't have access to an expert or who don't have a fitness buddy, it's like your own fitness buddy that can really help keep you on track and exactly. set very specific, tangible goals, which is also helpful for a lot of people. I'm surprised. I thought she was going to be against it. No, because you know how intense your workout was. You know, yeah. you know the one of my favorite authors, David Sedaris. He wrote a great short story about getting a Fitbit and starting to walk. And what happened was 
he started to challenge himself to see how far he could go, just like what Dr. Jampolis was saying. And he, um, he, he got addicted to it and started cleaning up trash on his walks. And he got honored by his city because he would go out to get these, to, to get these steps, to get his steps up. He'd see trash on the side of the road, start picking it up. And he became known as like the trash picker in his neighborhood because he was out walking. It was that. a distraction as he was trying to get the steps well, in? He, no, it wasn't even a distraction. He would just be out and he would see trash. And he, because he was out so much because of his fitness tracker, in order to get out there, he be, all of a sudden became like a star of his city because he was cleaning it up. So <laughs> another side effect of using a fitness tracker, so tracker to challenge yourself. That's, That's so great. great. Yeah. Why yeah. did you think she was going to be against it? Because there have been some people who said who, who have said that... Uh, they're not all that accurate, but I guess so they're getting what? they're getting better though. Yeah, but also, yeah. so what? What it gives you is a relative point of view. Right. Like yesterday, right. I went, I walked five thousand steps, and tomorrow I walk ten thousand. I know I walk twice as many steps. Maybe where it's is a, it on you? It's right here oh. on my wrist. <laughs> it's in his underwear. <laughs> I have to swallow it once a week, <laughs> uh, but it's very accurate. But, but so but maybe one day I took 5,000 and the next day I take 10,000. Maybe technically it's 4,900, right? And, and maybe it's 10,100. But the reality is I'm getting a relative scale of how much I've exercised. And that's really good for me. And you like the competition. I do. And I have a heart rate monitor built into it. So that for me is everything when I'm working out. So Gib, I'm not sure why you put this uh, th- this next uh, p- piece of sound in here because it's such a left turn, but I but I actually love it as, as that because this is something that always freaks me out, uh, and that's why I I'm, I'm always trying to well actually Connie's trying to get me to get get the phone out of my you know, out of my my head it, it, it away from my away face from away from head. my face yeah um, and we have actually have you, you lost a friend to uh, to glio, glioblastoma a, uh-huh. a, uh, yes. a, a brain tumor and we have an, another friend who's being who's being treated for that so we're sort of on guard about uh, the radiation that's coming from uh, and from we cell get phones. conflicting reports from um, research some people are saying yes and some people are saying no and I feel like when I'm in doubt leave it out I'm convinced cell phones are going to give me brain cancer or yeah. cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well so so this is neurosurgeon Dr. Ricardo Comitar and um, it's it, the, the, the question is cell phones do they cause brain tumors do they do they not? Um, and he sees the brain, of course, neurosurgeon, uh, up close every day. So we got his comment. I think the theory that cell phones cause brain tumors uh, has been sensationalized by the media. There is really no solid data to this point that shows that routine cell phone use causes brain tumors. I believe that the thought behind it is an interesting one, and it certainly captures many of the public's imagination. But the bottom line is that as of now, there is no data to really support that theory. So, you know, I'm asked all the time by patients about this, and I, I say that they should continue using their cell phones and that until there's data which proves otherwise, uh, they should not change the way they use their cell phones. There you go. Yeah, but see, I think, you know, when in doubt, leave it out, meaning there's still conflicting reports from different studies, and if there's that conflicting report... Just keep it away from your head. Yeah, yeah. Now you got those. Uh, That's the mom in you saying, you know, <laughs> "Let's be safe." I know all your friends are doing it, but it doesn't mean you have to hold your phone against your ear. Oh my gosh! I, but I, I, so I, I tend to agree with you. Actually, for once, I'm actually agreeing with you. I have a feeling that there's, there's got to be something to it that it's mm-hmm. gonna, that it's gonna <laughs> hurt us eventually. Mm-hmm. But to his point, there, there, we just don't really know, and there's no information that says it. And that's kind of why I, I was so convinced that this is true. That's why I put the piece in here because I wanted to hear somebody with a profession with with letters after their name 
uh, <laughs> tell me that it's okay that I have my phone on my person literally all day long. I think you also have to go with your gut, though. And this is what Connie's doing, too. Because, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, they were like, oh, no, just spray all your plants with DDT. It won't be a problem. Right? Or, you could get DEET wallpaper. Yeah. You could get wallpaper with it built in because yeah, it was yeah, considered yeah. safe for your kids. Or moms, here, take the thalidomide. It won't do anything to your baby. Yeah, so, what about yeah, taking yeah. x-rays of your feet? Yeah. They used yeah, to have yeah, x-ray yeah. machines in shoe stores. Yeah, yeah, you don't remember. I do. I, yeah, I, I can yeah. tell you that. So, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, this, if you're holding something and you're talking on the phone for an hour and it's hot in your hand, I, I just, I'm with you, Con. I'm just like, you know. Okay, thank you, neurosurgeon. But um, what, what are you? You only studied for four years and then went but, through but another four saying, years of residency and then... He's also saying there's no evidence, but okay, so there's no evidence, but have, we haven't, cell phones haven't been around that long. You know? I have an iPhone shaped tumor growing <laughs> oh in my, my head gosh, right now. Gosh, oh stop, my, rebuke oh, that. Oh my gosh. Hey, we want to thank uh, Veridesk for sponsoring us today. Um, we, um, we, we get a little too excited, I think. But it's, you can't it, get too excited yeah. about a product that great. Yeah, it is. It's, it really is great. And, and the, the whole idea, actually, you know what you should do? Just, just go, go, to their, uh, go to their website. Go to verydesk.com slash podcast. Look you at sp- the options. And you, spe- you spell it out. It's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot com slash podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, and I can't th- believe you it, got through that. It's, a, it's the most amazing website because it's like, it's like for me, it's like going on a, on, on a, uh, a private, uh, a private jet plane website. Looking at you know, so you get there, everything is all shiny and incredible. Well, part of the thing is they show clean desks, right? Right, which is right, very yeah, different yeah, from what yeah, you're yeah, used yeah, to looking yeah. at. So it <laughs> must feel very new. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't talk. Once again, today's program is brought to you by Very Desk and also our friends at Plate Joy. Whether you're a um, low carber, a paleo, or gluten free, vegan, vegetarian like uh, like us in that area. Plate Joy can create recipes that are perfect match for you. Uh, please stay in touch with us. We'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're just li- listening online right now, go to. Can you only subscribe at iTunes, or can you anywhere that you get your podcast? Right. iTunes is definitely the most. It's where the plurality. It's where most people listen right. to podcasts. Right. But you right. Stitcher, any I, I use a, an app called Overcast. All of that is, mm-hmm. is you can subscribe to the Intelligence for Life podcast. Yeah, and we we also uh, would like for you guys to stay in touch. And you have been staying in touch with us uh, via Twitter. Face, you know, our Facebook page is easy to find, and, and it's. Uh, at Connie Selica and at Gib Gerard and at John Tesh and uh, thanks again. We we really love doing these these healing podcasts because we we, we always learn something right along with you guys. And uh, thanks again for being a part of the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. Yay. <laughs>